0: Welcome uh, to the podcast as we speak about Carol Boyles, Carol Boyles, oh my goodness. Carol Boyles wrote The Walrus. What? Uh, <laughs> Alice oh, <no>. in Wonderland. <laughs> oh goodness. Welcome good. to the Chorus Podcast. I'm Stefan Voss. I'm Bruce Dettel. Stefan has a frog in his throat. Well, sounds like. I have been, uh, I have an, an epic... Um, a throaty from sinus infection nice so I am as a as a lad Bruce as um, just a child yes. I discovered that I was very uh, susceptible to hay fevers and pollens and I remember going for tests and they said it's severe because I was getting headaches in class as a young student uh, this must have been oh, I was probably 8 or 9 years old so as so many as 10 years, to, years uh, ago so sure. I went for a course of injections which was hectic they used to inject you Once a day for a week, no, and then (laughs) once a week for a month, and then once a month for six months or something Mm. to try and... So I remember doing that and it helped. And then um, in my adult, in my dotage, Bruce, what happens is... (laughs) Twice twice a year at at the, (laughs) sort of, in the middle of spring, and then again uh, at the beginning of the following spring, um, I I will get sort of a little hay fever thing, and it will immediately go into my sinuses and give me the most horrendous sinus infection Uh, and in fact I used to get inner ear infections as well so what I learned was the moment it happens go to the doctor and get antibiotics straight away this year I don't know if it was the wake of the pandemic or whatever Mm -hmm. it is I just left it and I did the steaming and the iliad and sprays or whatever for two weeks before I went to get and eventually I nearly went to the uh, um, emergency room on the weekend the doctor wasn't open because if I tapped my forehead it was extreme pain. Like, there was so much pressure in my sinuses. And I have this little uh, Salex squeeze bottle rinse. You sort of put the bottle up against your nostril and you, you flush out your... You yeah, squeeze oh, it oh, and lovely, flush lovely, out lovely, your yes. sinuses. Yes, yeah. my, my, da- <laughs> my daughter demonstrated this okay. to me. She was so thrilled with the the flow mm-hmm. out of her other nostril. Yes. Which was. I tried disgusting. to do it. I tried to do it. And <laughs> it just came straight out of my mouth because there was no room in my sinuses for it to flush out. <laughs> The doctor looked at me on Monday morning at eight o'clock when I went to, her and she said, "Can I help you to sit down?" Because she didn't know how I was functioning, and I was like, "No, well, I haven't really stopped working or anything." And she was quite surprised. Anyway, I'm halfway through my antibiotic uh, program, and I'm feeling much better, but I'm still, as you can hear, a, a touch croaky. Very nice,
1: very nice. Well, if you're just tuning in, this is not a, a health podcast. No, you're not going to um, find that. That, that was I just. Stefan's old man update yeah just you know sharing my yeah. energies as well um, so what we usually <laughs> do is talk about uh, books and movies and music and uh, also uh, theatre mm. all sorts of lovely wonderful arts art, and cultures. arts related things because that's
0: just what we like if and you'd like, like, to like to connect with the chorus podcast Facebook is a good spot Facebook is a good spot you must search with our name yeah. so the chorus, the chorus podcast chorus. with Stefan Voss and Bruce Dennell way around do it and then you'll find us because there are a few things with chorus I think I'm going to yeah I'm in the process of setting up a little home studio here yeah, Bruce, and once I've mm. done it, I'm going to do a proper little sting to open up our show, and I'll maybe nice. do a little voiceover that that ca- you know, covers yes. all of this stuff, and then Fantastic. we can just dive in each week without having to say, mm. "Please like the and subscribe cover. and <laughs> ring the vo boi- yeah ring the bell." What was the one from Black Books? Bell. What was her name? Oh, no, I know, Fran. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Fran. <laughs> Peter Serafinovitz. <laughs> Brian. Oh, that's fantastic! Um, oh, yeah, watch that so, again. so wow. on today's show, we will, we'll, be, we've had a glut of guests lately. Lovely to have uh, Malcolm Burrows with us. Oh, fantastic! We... He's going to come
1: back at some point. And gonna and we're going to make live cakes or something. Mm. It'll be fun. Mm. Basically, this
0: is all about us. We'll get cake. Uh, you'll listen. So Sounds that's good. fun. Today, yeah. we've got a number of books, and I'm, I've got some great uh, TV that I've watched. Yes, I need to right. wade through a bunch of TV things that have right. been piling up. So Shall we start with TV I then? Don't,
1: I don't have a <coughs> a book. That's a, um, a turn up for the books. It's usually the other way around, isn't it? Yes, I'm, I'm wading through. It's a, a Paul th- uh, through. Yes, I, another um, one of his. Motherland. And it's a novel, which is very, very clearly also a memoir um, hmm. and not very well disguised. <coughs> and quite bitter so it's you know i mean the threes are, yeah. are very smart louis and and justin as well very smart but cynical not yes yeah, very good. very cynical people um and <clears throat> sort of along the way you recognize a lot of uh behavior that you might be party to yourself but that doesn't make it any nicer so it's, it's quite it's quite a it's quite a slog but anyway so let's um let's jump in upon the televisuals i want to just uh go back i've got Caught up with a, f- a couple that now, you had watched. Let me ask a while you before ago. you start yes.
0: which platforms are you watching now? You've got Netflix, Britbox. Netflix, Showmax, and Britbox. Showmax, okay. And what's still missing? There's Amazon Prime, which is very. Yes. And Disney Plus are the, are the two Plus. big ones. Yep. And then there's others, Hulu's and whatever's yeah, what it yeah. is. But okay. So so um, Amazon? some that I've been watching. Amazon Prime, then. please sponsor. And,
1: mm. uh, and Disney Plus, please sponsor. Please Thank you sponsor so us. much. Yes, The Mandalorian must be yes. in my life. <coughs> Sorry, what, what you... You had started saying... Okay, there we go. go. So i I put up a couple of watched. things that you had watched. Happy <coughs> was, yes, was Happy. the one. Oh my word, I Very like that. Very brilliant.
0: Very pushes the
1: envelope. Like what super. a completely nuts yeah. show that is. What is the, the man's name again? The, I don't know uh, he's brilliant. Yeah. And you can Curses. See. From from Law and Order yeah. Yeah. special. It's really his tour de force, this show. It's I mean, just... Let's yeah, as, as we have discussed on the show before, but it is it's completely... It's violently surreal... And violent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really violent. It's a very good but very damaged cop uh, or investigator Yeah. who's Next trying cop. to track down some very evil, nasty people. Oh, the, the villain, um, the, the, the kids, yeah. kids' show guy. Don't oh, give it away, else. you
0: crazy guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know he's a villain from the moment um, you see but, him. He's <laughs> a uh, gold lame, hot, hot pants or whatever. It's just...
1: It does... I think so many. I think what really really speaks to me about this so many shows with high concept weirdness uh, kind of peter out on the concept. The, the, show, the show might mm. be okay, but it kind of becomes a normal procedural or a normal whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> whereas this is just always bonkers. Um, it is good procedural stuff, but it's it's kind of pacey and it's druggy and it's um, it's loud mm. and explicit uh, gratuitous yeah it's just it's, but, it, but it but it maintains the same frenetic mm. pace and mindset and the, yeah the nasty people plural in it are are very very nasty um and, and, and as are, and, are the good people yeah and the, exactly the the hero is also an anti-hero and he's a piece of heavily disliked un, and yeah, dysfunctional guy dysfunctional guy who's also you know has a heart of gold and mm. and, and so um, very, very highly recommended. But yeah, not it won't be everybody's cup of tea. No, not for the faint of um, heart or the tender-hearted. But if you, yes, if you do also, if you want something that commits, and that's that's an interesting word I think to use for a, for a, a criticism of something, this, this commits, mm. goes the whole way. Two seasons, I don't think there's going to be more. <laughs> I think it was cancelled. <laughs> Pretty difficult to, yeah. to sustain, I would imagine. So that's the one. The other one that you had also watched was uh, The Harder They Fall. Uh, the Wester yeah, yeah uh, sort of black uh, yes. retelling of yeah. the, uh, revisionist history yes <coughs> so yes. so just with Edward uh, Elba and and a bunch of great actors mm. frankly uh, the young guy
0: from um, the county uh, who's the horror writer wrote Gorman uh, and so
1: Norm sort of yeah
0: and, that uh, thing anyway that that one that show that I loved on the TV. We are very good at this city. Yeah. We've talked about it before
1: this if you just go back to all of the other episodes just to check. But uh, the Harder They Fall, great it's it's a it's a proper Western. And again it's it's this thing where they have switched it. Um so all all the cowboys and, and racist bastards that are usually white um are now mm. black. <clears throat> and that does make it interesting but it's also unnecessary. In, in, and not not in terms of the making of the film, they make their point. But mm. in terms of your enjoyment of the film as a western, yeah. it doesn't really matter what color they are. Yeah. Um, and that I think is a very good thing because it it is a clever way of making a point, but it doesn't become this preachy worthy, mm. yeah. which is great. So and again, Idris Elba's character is again he's he's a you can understand why he's not a nice man because he's been wronged. Yeah, but uh, the way he the way he takes it out on other people is just not acceptable. So, He's a villain, yeah. Um, and beautifully yeah. shot. Yeah. Lovely, lots of lovely set pieces. Yeah, and, the and sequences. And that, that great kind of, uh, again, we're in, in the older sense of Westerns, where it is an action film in a way, but there's always drama as mm. well. There's always kind of wide scale, not only the landscapes, but just
0: wide emotional and whatever drama and long you know far-reaching etc and um, interesting shots like in fight sequences where there'd be you'd see a character yeah. at the end of the train and then suddenly the other characters come out from behind yes, it yeah. almost like a dance yes choreographed yeah it's, like, choreographed it's, like a musical yeah, it's quite it's quite
1: interesting um, so yes a very a very good movie i enjoyed that as well so happy and the harder they fall to start i nice. carry on after you all you right um,
0: i'd like to mention a show that i've spoken about before because now i've watched the second season and i am um very, very pleased that uh, the third and fourth season have been greenlit. Uh, it's on PBS or Masterpiece British TV. Um, the title sequence is done by the same artist that did another show that I love, The Durrells, yes, based did. on Gerald Durrell. This is All Creatures Great and Small, based yes, on the books of James, James Herriot. So as a young lad, Bruce... As a young lad, yes. I remember my parents reading us uh, whatever it was, Tales of a Country Vet, whatever the books are called. and Not we, that. No, we yeah. loved them um, because they were <laughs> very funny, very funny, and uh, but subtly I funny. have the Omnibus. Oh, yeah. it's I, I, giant, I giant found book. the Reader's Digest edition and bought it okay. for my mom, and she I was very it. pleased. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and and there was also the element of you know the, the animals and, and what was wrong with them and then discovering trying to diagnose and of course within it all was this young Scottish doctor who's now in the what part of Britain the, is Yorkshire, it? Downs. the Yorkshire Downs and, it, and the people are very earthy and oh, farmers and very you know, different. And <laughs> so anyway, the second season has now come out and we've spoken. I spoke before about this idea of um, the illusion of or the nostalgia of a lost time. Um, and whether it is glorifying a, a, an Englishness that didn't really exist or yes. not, but I'm, I'm not sure that it does. I watched the I don't show think it exists now. I think it did then. Yeah, maybe because it was a
1: very it, but, did, it was but, very
0: simple in post war and all of that. Well, and and just pre war, so pre war so before right, the yeah. Second World War, but also in the sense of you know we look at the the good things about it, but then you don't see the. The oh, yeah, the romanticized. Yeah, it's yeah. romanticized. I mean, there's obvious huge societal problems that haven't been dealt with, whether it's you know sexism and gender inequality yeah. Yeah. all these yeah. kind of things that we it wasn't even thought of at the time. But when I watch the show, I love it so much. I love the clothes. I love the the lifestyle. Woodbines. The I love also the 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 Englishness in the sense of so you have someone who's very gruff and, and, and a, cur- a curmudgeon and is always shouting and then someone else will point out their fault when they make a mistake and they immediately own up to it and beg forgiveness. Like it's just <laughs> this Englishness. It's like, I'm, oh, and then say, well, what about you? You know what? You, oh, you've, you've, you've caught me out yeah. you're actually you're absolutely right and then there's this decent human being this in. decency yeah, yeah a, a, at the core of everything which again I think is probably a romanticized thing but I think it's also aspirational I don't think there's anything wrong with that so I think it's probably my favorite show of living memory that I just man alive I just I, I, I look forward to it every week um, and I I am caught up in that romantic aspirational notion of a decency and a yeah, like I think wool he, used word, he used the word uh, earthy earlier, and yeah. it, it is that down thing,
1: to earth. Um, with what's the what's the other young man's name? The the other guy, Siegfried. Siegfried, who's this? A sort of more, more earthy and more the of, young party of yeah. from from. Um, but it's 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 a relative thing mm. in the Yorkshire dance. But you do, as you say, you say we have these beautiful stories and blah blah. blah but the whole, well, not the whole, but a large part of the charm of the thing is it is this beautiful romantic setting and oh, this and the, the next this thing setting. where Very you high. have to stick your arm up a cow's bum yes, up to the well, shoulder. yeah, um, Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, but that's that's the thing of it is yeah. is this, there is this earthiness. But as you say, also the romance because if you go to Yorkshire now, on a beautiful day. No doubt, it will yeah. be beautiful. But I, it's probably two hundred and fifty days a year of not so beautiful and oh, moist, yeah. and muddy, and and quite a, sch- and quite a schlep, quite <laughs> You know, um, yeah. And I, I, don't know how many of, of the Yorkshire folks there now are kind of you know Guy, what's his name, Guy Ritchie yeah. uh, villain yeah, types yeah, more, more than yeah more than these mm-hmm. more I than these sweet and lovelies, <laughs> but. Um,
0: I, it is this beautiful yeah, I, I examination I want to say it was a simpler time, but yes. I don't think it was a simpler time, although I think it was a simpler time. So, so I don't you want to really get a lot obfuscated of sense. within that, but I think it, was, it harkens back to when people talk about a simpler time with good, decent... I mean, I think it's all an illusion, but in a sense, I think there's. A, it's worth aspiring to. Oh, of course, and
1: and the things we have to. We have yeah. to, every single day, we have to go... If we can do this, if yeah. we can get there, let's, let, let's aim for it. Let y'all. me
0: mention one more thing before, before you jump in. So that was a season two of All Creatures Great and Small. I'm looking forward to the rest. I watched the new... I guess you could call it a reboot, but I, it is season nine or 11 or whatever it is of Dexter. Okay, yeah. So Dexter New I remember watching Dexter. I remember being in London and being at uh, Forbidden Planet, which is a comic book store just off... Um, a Tottenham Court Road mm. and I remember seeing uh, sort of adverts for this show Dexter and it was based on books and it's about a serial killer and I remember uh, very soon realizing that the main character in the show is a serial killer Yes, but he is the the hero of the show in a sense you're rooting for so for me it was one of the clearest cases of of an anti-hero or, or someone who it was it was now eventually got to the point where we've got this character that is the worst person you can imagine a serial killer but how does the author or how is it made for us to root for him well it's done because he only kills bad people okay so that's the premise so i remember it was a fascinating show i remember watching all the way through and i remember watching the last episode where all everything comes out and it's about to get caught and it looks like they're going to find out if and he just gets on his boat in Miami and he rides off into the biggest storm you've ever seen, and that's out here. <laughs> Except there's a Wait. post-credit scene, and you see him sitting in a cafe somewhere in the cold place, so you know he survived. <clears throat> anyway, years and years later, I think it's been over ten years since that. Uh, Dexter New Blood. We find
1: Dexter. Where? Sorry, where in this did uh, Michael C. Hall? Because didn't he have a ter-
2: was he? There was a cancer. He had a terrible illness. I'm not sure. I think it, I think he survived cancer carry on chatting I, I
0: know uh, in terms of his personal I just know that he was married to the, the lady who played his sister uh, adopted sister That's in the weird. show yeah. yeah and they actually <laughs> and they had a, a bit of a, a weird yeah, here we relationship
1: were. Paul was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma during oh, the production of the fourth season while oh, okay. so his so well, he until was... until shooting wrapped and received treatment during the show's hiatus Okay, so that was the yeah. while
0: in this relatively middle of the show. Okay, yeah. and
1: I, from what I remember, it was it was pretty awful. He was, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So and anyway, he, the, the lady played his sister in the show. Then they had a bit of an inappropriate attraction to each other, but then they were actually married in real life, and they they were divorced. Now we find Dexter in Alaska or Greenland or wherever it is, somewhere up north, uh, hiding away, has uh, adopted a new um, name um is dating the sheriff of the town this uh, gorgeous uh, native american looking lady um and it has not has not fed the dark passenger in all the time since (laughs) last we seen him and this show now starts with things starting to unravel his son harrison that he left this is the the son that he adopted after the, the mom that he had married to try and um carry on his illusion of being a normal person uh, was murdered by the the famous uh, john lithgow's serial killer and he came home to find her in a bath of blood with this baby crying so this is little harrison who's now grown up he's a teenager and he's tracked him down to this place found him on social media or something um and uh, events transpire and things happen and i found it to be very 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 good it's called dexter new blood um seven or eight episodes or whatever it is and um it is a conclusion of the Dexter story so right at the end of this you 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 are uh, you know there's a conclusion definite conclusion um, i, I <laughs> know I he, he has you know. said that he would drop anything yeah, it, yeah. should it carry on if if it does carry on it'll have to be a prequel or he'll have to appear in some well anyway i don't want to give too much yeah. away but <clears throat> as a um, ghost. Yeah. there we go uh, but it it really god and a <laughs> red speedo possibly Wait. it is very very a satisfying ending i find i think um, and it's, it's it is is great it it has all the hallmarks of the original um, it's you know some of the the characters come back um, that you've seen before in interesting ways and again it's him trying to carry the illusion of not being a serial killer trying to and he's very good at that obviously but then all these things happen it gets revealed who he is how does he now deal mm-hmm. with that? oh he carries that's on that's very and then, clever uh, unfortunately it is clever
1: chatted, going back to that happy thing and maybe it's great that it does end after two if it, if it stops dead now yeah I, I is I that the kind of concept like, like Dexter where it is so very clever um, or the, the, the blacklist to some degree as well you kind of you know, the the Blacklist has the thing where there's just this new and bizarre and bonkers, crazy villain. Yes. Yeah, you know, like you know, uh, James Bond type villain every week. Yeah. Which is great, but it's it's unlikely. Yeah. You know, so in terms of it's great entertainment, but not necessarily uh, relatable or whatever. And the thing here is great concept, and you can build into the sort of drama of somebody who's bad but also good, and uh, and all the complication complexity, but. I haven't watched much of it, so I mean, you know, nine seasons or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Me, but, Yeah. But you're just going, yeah. Can I still? This one held me all the way, the way through. It
0: was they. They were so so clever with with Dexter, and that idea of a bad person who's good because he's not good. Mm. He is a sociopath. Mm-hmm. He has no emotion. He he has no. Yeah. but then but can't... you find yourself
1: siding with him because he's he's taking on the other bad and guys. And it's
0: purely about yeah. this code that. His code that his dad taught him in order to function and keep going is I will only, I will feed this compulsion I have to kill by killing bad people. And it's very interesting at the conclusion of the show because he breaks the code and the consequences erupt. Everyone in the whole world dies forever. Mm. Sorry. Spoiler. Um, no. Uh, no. Yes, I really, uh, I really, I have one more thing to think talk about, but if and you want to jump in. Let me jump in. Have I talked about, <coughs> I just, I've still got it on the list here, I might have forgotten, Succession Season three. I don't think so. I think you might oh, yeah.
1: have just mentioned to me. Just okay. So the, this is uh, you. You mentioned maybe my favorite yeah. show. La la la. You know, which is this is not nice and gentle at all. I've heard um, it's and it's, rough and it's it's yeah it's brutal. it's kind of uh, the the whole thing is sort of loosely based on on Murdoch Rupert Murdoch and and that kind of the media empire the, <coughs> the complete lack of integrity mm. the blah Scruples. blah blah the, the backstabbing all within. The family, um, led by Brian Cox. Succession being the big thing, the children and the heirs and all right. Brian Cox is a genius.
0: Who is Brian Cox He
1: again? was He was, the, in the first Hannibal movie, he was Hannibal Lecter. He is a uh, Scottish, I want to say, uh, Scottish actor. Was He's he in Brian Co- hey? is not he the dad of the? Yes, I think he was. Yeah, okay, I can a just great, great actor. You'll Bruges pop up in Bruges. Pop up all the time. I think so as well. I uh, no, have no, a I think was someone chat. else. But, but I don't um, know who you mean. Yes, yes, yes. yes but Brian just Cox, big, big voice. But yeah, he, he also he just, he's he's aging, and this is what's so clever. He's clearly still in charge, but he is aging. So there yeah. are chinks in the armor. Um, but you are never not sure. This, the scientist Brian
0: Cox, who's the physicist. Not that guy, no. no.
1: Um. You never know how much, oh, yes, there he is. how much you can get away with here, because he is incredibly powerful. Um, he does have a thumb on everybody in the family. Brave heart, animal actor, excellent. Yeah, great, great actor. A
0: craggy visage, and
1: just that terrifying as as the character here. He's just, I mean, the you know, <laughs> essentially his catchphrase is "F off," but 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 bellowed, roared. Um, at, his, at his family, at anybody who doesn't do what he wants them to do. And the whole you know, the whole kind of intrigue is of uh, the kids trying to figure out you know, where all of this bonkers money is going to end up and how they're going to get their piece of it. And um, again, they've all inherited... Because they all work for him, it's a family business, they all have this same dodgy setup and the same insight and the same potential for very intelligent use of strategy and such and such. So in a great, great cast... Um, uh, Kieran, <coughs> Kieran Culkin. Yes, okay, yes. yes. Who's fantastic. Man, he is he's good. good. Um, and uh, I forget the other names, but just a really, really well cast people and very, very intense. Why did I think our
0: redhead dude from... Um, Pick a The Russian spy in that show with the Claire Danes. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. No, that's Pop Billions. Russians. Oh, okay. Billions. That's, a, that's okay, a, same else. sort right. of show, so, but, okay, but, that's but, what but I different, yeah. Um,
1: <coughs> and... But just this is one where every minute it in in the same way as something like The West Wing or that kind of quality of TV, which is about as high a qua- uh, compliment yeah. as I can give you. If you're in TV, it's that kind of thing where everything is packed with with meaning, with pace, with great great writing and dialogue. With, That's great. With just also with this gut churning bitterness and anger, mm. and every now and then something that is 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 actually good and. Also, just the completely bonkers lifestyle that, and un- you can't uh, relate to it at all. Level of we lifestyle of money. listeners, no, 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 there, no, able to sponsor the, us, please. There's the top one percent, and then there's you know, yeah, the, a thousand times above that
0: the is the rarefied air Yeah,
1: so they want to have a meeting because somebody had a fight with somebody, blah blah blah. So they hire whatever the whole flipping you know corner of Tuscany, and they all fly there in separate helicopters, and you know it's that kind of thing. Um, and and they just they are these family bonds, but they just loathe each other as well. Um, and it's just, more money, more problems. Again, you're know, just looking at your your beautiful bookshelf here uh, while we're sitting here. And just See how messy it's Great, Bruce, great need another bookshelf. Those great, great um, dramas, epics. You know that that are in so many of mm. great books where you just have this cross back and forth of all uh, you know families and how they work and how they are. Messed up mm. in each other's lives. Um, it's just, and again, this is, Succession three is superb, uh, but but everything I, there's not there's no weak episode. Yeah. Um, if you can handle it, because it's it, it's just it it's hard, man. Because these okay. are not nice people. Yeah. So you're just going. Oh, I need a. I just need some air. I just. need and you going to watch all creatures yeah. great and I small. need to wash my mouth out with something. Um, so, but if you can and just you know, put a whole day aside and just watch the whole damn thing mm. it's just brilliant 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 TV I haven't seen anything probably since The West Wing that's, a, that's as good as this wow okay I must um, definitely add that to powerful my list. And, and as I say, Brian Cox I just uh, I know he's been, he's been nominated for a bunch of stuff and I don't think he's won most of them and I just don't get that I'm j- I just watch this and I go the bring, bring the awards here force. in one <laughs> truck Okay. And just drop it off at his house, save some time. Right. Um, it's really great, great TV. So Succession three, you can't, can't recommend highly enough.
0: So I'll also have a huge, high recommendation. So also, if you yes, do yes,
1: have yes, kids yes. in the house, right. <laughs> put the put the non swearing thing on. I mean, it's, okay. like, it'll be like good Goodfellas. Half of it will be bleeped out. But, um, I watched fant- but, but yeah. Don't Don't Let Kids Watch This.
0: I watched Fantastic Mr Fox, the Wes Anderson with yes, my daughter, yes, yes. And, and every time they swear, they say cuss. <laughs> so they're like what the cuss is going on there? Now these mother cusses would like they just like, and cuss cuss cuss, so cuss the whole time. So I've decided to adopt that into my own life. Um, uh, in terms of my high 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 recommendations, mm. the new season of Ozark. Ooh, very nice. I've it's watched. On my list, yeah. Now this is incredible. It's it's kind of uh, I sort of see it as Jason Bateman's. I know he's an executive producer from the beginning of it. I think it's season three or four now. I know it was delayed heavily by the pandemic. I think they finished production on this in 2019 and only now are we seeing it. And we've only seen part one Mm. of the season. So the season has been split in two. They say that the second half has to be released before May in order for them to stand chances to be awards candidates and so on for the the whatever awards. But um, at the end of the last season, there was a bombshell that dropped. That you just it, it I need to talk go back about. And check. Does it? Does it? Does it remind you at the beginning of the season? No. I watched season three no. a long time ago. Season yeah. three. I'll remind you. They go. They get flown or kidnapped, and they go to Mexico That's to the Navarros right. with the lawyer Helen, and yes. they're standing there, and they think it is all over for us, and then it's not so much they're washing bits of rain out of their hair yes. um, so so that was like a huge thing so now this season has started it's got Julia Garner playing the young Ozark uh, um, yes, yes, yes. she's so she's good, so good. Uh, she's in a new show called Inventing Anna that I've started that is interesting but this uh, this new um the season is just as good. Like the the, I, I pointed out to my wife, and she sort of suddenly realised that the the colour palette is so great. Mm. Everything is washed in this blue green. Color, yes, everything. It, it's murky, um, man. It's murky. It's, it's 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 so brilliant. Jason Bateman is also great. I think he won the Globe, Golden Globe for it now, just recently. Uh, he is, and I've seen memes now about his composure. Like the most heavy I want to be as calm as this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and and this is his thing. And then again, in the last two minutes of this final of the part one, again, another dramatic murder happens that you do not see coming (laughs) in and and it rips your heart out of your chest and you don't know what's going to happen. Anyway, but there's an interesting thing that I was thinking about. And I I think I saw it a little bit in um, another thing that I watched, which I haven't put on my list maybe I'll put it for next week Space Force with Steve Carell Space Force um, I've re- I value yeah, season 1 but yeah, season so 2 is on my list as it's all. better Space Force gets better I was a bit um, in two minds about season 1 but season okay. 2 ends strong um, I think Jason Bateman's character uh, Mart- Martin Bird in um, Ozark might be a mm. hint at a new kind of masculinity a new kind of man in a post Me Too culture, because and and I don't know oh, why yeah. this is. There's something. There's some sort of uh, gender. As you say that, I must just say it kind of worries me. It's strange. His character <laughs> and, and, and and it's weird. And it has something to do with his his role as a man, and the way he reacts to what's happening. He's he's, he's a married wife. She she becomes more and more dominant. Who's and it's Laura Liddy. yeah, Laura Liddy. She's and, and, and as well. he becomes Jesus more man. and more, and um, not like passive, but always composed. So the things happen, and he, almost calmly, passively, rolls with things and makes things happen. And it's very, I found it, and I'm, it's still just percolating in the yeah, tips yeah. of my brain, that he, this is maybe a suggestion of a new kind of masculinity, okay. that's that's suggesting possible way forward I'll for you what, it's less in a patriarchy
1: it's less uh quite a lot less toxic than uh, the brian cox character yes
0: so if you want that to... why i say it bothers it's not well it's, it's not untoxic yeah. it's not toxin exactly and, and it's early days i think we, we're going to have to discover as the sexes become more and more equal as, as well they should uh, how these roles are needing to change how there are intrinsic parts of those roles that that do work really well, and and then other toxic things that have crawled in, and if we throw the baby out with the bath all these sort of yeah. things, you know. But I don't know why I thought of that, and I might be completely off base. But he, it strikes me as a very different kind of male character, and I wonder if it's anything it to do in, with because we we've had a chat also about our, you uh, know,
1: what what do we see of the person, the actor in a character? Mm. In my sense of Jason Bateman listening to his podcast a lot and, and okay. doing other things um, is that he Jason not mm. not, not Martin Martin, Martin. Might, might be a better option okay as a, as a I mean he's, he's quite he's, he's quite a nerd by yeah. all accounts you know in, 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 in sort of Hollywood terms and he just doesn't give a toss and you and do see and he's confident and he's calm yeah. and, and the same calmness there is a lot of him kind and this and that and the yeah. next thing but he doesn't yeah Martin has the I will <coughs> bury somebody in the backyard if I need mm. to edge which would worry me if that's a better way than we currently have. Well, well, yeah,
0: <laughs> well, I think there is a, a bit of, of Jason Bateman in all of his characters. There's a screenshot now of him uh, winning the Golden Globe, and he's like this. Yeah. And just everyone else behind so him is it. like, oh, you yeah. won! And he's, he's just dispersed. like so composed. Okay, I've won this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me, you know. Uh, um, Does this affect my Uber time? Exactly. Yeah. So, so very, very interesting. So, um, those are the things that I have uh, Fantastic. watched. Fantastic. This is good stuff. I think let's get off the TV, then. All right, fine. Let's, let's switch off the TV. As we tell our children, that's enough um, screen time. And let's just switch off that do
1: you Go to the the musicalities, or do you want to do, jump in with your books here?
0: Yeah, I can tell you. I read this uh, Rob Bell book that you spoke yes. about, What is the Bible? I found it very interesting. I found it quite progressive mm. um, from a more fundamental Christian or conservative Christian point of view. I did a bit of research on him, and he's quite a um radical figure in terms of christianity he's they've made a documentary about him now called um heretic yes uh i think he's someone that is pushing on on right on the extreme side of a a new kind of christianity that is more um in line with where the world is at the moment and of course on the other side of that is is the the idea that um Christianity is, is absolute and timeless and nothing should change mm. and, and the, the way we interpret things is, is set in stone and he is going, no, uh, it is interpretation. Uh, so there's this tension that's happening there yes. and, and I love that he speaks a lot of really uh, uh, common sense in terms of um, what is the Bible, how should it be interpreted in today's Just, world. I, mean, again, I haven't read that
1: for a while, but from what I remember, it's, it's also because a lot of... As what you the way you've just phrased it makes mm. it sound like it's kind of, uh, you know you can sort of cherry pick what you want and what you can't. No, which is not necessarily the case. I think what if what if, what I remember here is that he's going. You know, here's 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 the 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 passage, and that's how we read it because we're here in twenty twenty two, and yeah, it doesn't ma- It doesn't pay make any attention because uh, any spe- sense. I don't want to say but it doesn't make any sense here because in the world of 612 BC yes. in that area so as, good as a that. farmer this is what this would have meant understanding text in terms in, of context in this one with all of your, your overview things as well that, that was the really helpful thing for me here yeah. is to go guys we are having a fight about progressive versus literal mm. about this versus that but what we're not doing is actually looking at what we're finding about, exactly. and this this answers a lot of those questions.
0: That says <laughs> that's,
1: so, that, that's the title. What yeah. is the Bible? He's, what are we
0: looking at? He's very pragmatic about choosing battles and, and saying there are passages that are problematic, mm. but you can understand why they're problematic. And you know what? Let's actually move past that and deal with this, which is far more. also just which what which you just great. said, I think, is is, is such an important. If, if that's the one takeaway,
1: there are things. That are problematic, and we can understand why they're why problematic. No. So he says, but in this whole we'll yeah, absolutely. You know, because I think most, most the whole social
0: media way of, no. of interaction now is just knee jerk. Everything, but, but I will say this, and and why I mention that he is on the extreme mm. is. I'll take the most extreme example, for instance, uh, he's asked about um, the Christian and the church's attitude towards homosexuality. And of course, there are people who take a very literal view of the Bible and its thing on on homosexuality and so on and so forth. And they're like, no, it's a a terrible sin and so on. And he basically says, oh, the ship is sailed. You know, we accept uh, homosexuality in the world today, so we need to get on with it. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm sure that's not his be-all and end-all yeah, yeah. of his theological approach to homosexuality, but his attitude towards homosexuality is God loves everyone in the mm. world equally. Um, look at how we approach homosexuality in the world today. It is completely acceptable, and the church needs to get on board, and you know, the ship has sailed. You're not going to be... Um, yeah, um, didn't do he, you, I don't remember, was it was it about uh, the completely acceptable, all that kind of language, but
1: yeah, yeah, regardless I'm, of whether it is or not, the, the case is, it, yeah. we so, are all that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. He's pushing for for a very extreme approach to, to getting on with it in the mm. world today. Um, and there will be very conservative people who have uh, attitudes toward the Bible who may rub against that. I just wanted mm. to say that he is considered quite a radical yeah, figure. Yeah, again, uh, uh, those people will know his name and yeah. may not pick up the book. But don't be, be put off, I think... Uh, no matter where, even if you're not remotely religious, or um, I think he makes a, such a great uh, argument for the Bible as a book, mm. and he talks about literary scholars who start getting into language and literary theory mm. and discover the Bible and just yeah. this, get a, this lost one thing I this remember I just just
1: popped into my mind again. Is just uh, it goes. He says, you know, when if you study poetry at school, mm. you study it as as figurative language. Yes. And it goes now the Psalms, for instance. Yeah. There's it's a, the biggest book in the Bible. It's all poems, but we, we some people to look want for to read it, literally it, literal it, stuff it's literal stuff. Why yeah. are we doing this? Why why is this not why are yeah. we
0: not approaching it the same way? We, and those are that. So, so I think it's it's very valuable. Yeah. I think it's lovely. I think it's a great way to open your mind to think like that. Um, uh, but I do think it's it's really approaching the one side of the extremity of yeah, so, yeah. Um, no, in some areas. Read it intelligently. Yeah. Brilliant. Read it sensitive. Then I have read I'm a book Dave. that I gave to my wife for Christmas. It is Dave Grohl, the lead singer of The Food Fighters. It's just a good strategy, man. What books yeah, do I want to read? Exactly. Uh, and erstwhile drummer for Nirvana, which is really what put him on the He looks the same man. as the drummer from Nirvana. Yeah, he yes. does. Uh, Dave Grohl, the storyteller, Tales of Life and Music. I think this is his third. Book. I see you've got This Is A Call This Is A Call day. was the first one that he wrote yeah. which is kind of about the Foo Fighters I think or maybe about his life I don't know what's it The Life, the life and Times of Deborah. Yeah. anyway he's also been involved <coughs> in his the book that his mother wrote from the stage from the cradle to the stage oh, on
1: earth does he find the time so this book is Just made a is horror a, movie is a pandemic and book. written a whole
0: album for exactly. it exactly um it starts off uh, a little bit slowly in the sense that he seems to be quoting from all the other books that he's been involved in. And I was like, when are you going to start writing this book? But it gets going uh, very quickly. It's a story of him, him growing up and, and where he's gotten to now. Uh, Nirvana, which is arguably the biggest chapter in his life in terms of uh, becoming on the public yeah, consciousness of the want, world, he, as he, get, he gives two chapters too. So I think that's quite nice. This is just a, a part of his journey. What's fascinating to me is that uh, there's a few things that are really fascinating. One is the the journey of the musician that we understand Bruce, but that he he talks about, and I read the same thing in um, uh, Stephen Davis's uh, Walk This Way. Mm-hmm. Is it Stephen Davis? Stephen, what's his name? See, now you can just you can just yeah. reference the book. Stephen stuff. Davis's yeah. Walk This Way, which is the Aerosmith and um, What You Bleed that he wrote about Guns and Roses, is this this idea of these guys uh, who are young teenagers who are quite disaffected either they have um, quite uh, dire uh, home situations in yeah. terms of broken up parents and so on but also feel very different at school um, not particularly academic and feel like a bit of an outsider and then they discover um, an outlet in music yes. Dave Grohl in the community yeah, yeah. certainly it was it was punk music um, that changed his life and uh, got into like kiss and got into like metalhead. you know like uh, you know he talks about his mom putting up with the fact that he's got that loud satanic metal music playing at all hours and he's down in the basement smoking weed or whatever it is um the good old days a, a, and uh is in a little band and they do quite well and then he gets an opportunity he sort of lies about his age and auditions for a, a very um well-known punk band called scream and lands the gig as their drummer and starts touring and they tour internationally uh, and they're quite a small band but they're on Holt, the, Holt yeah they're yeah. on this on the stage and they're doing that and then um, he talks about the abject poverty that he lived yeah. in for years yeah. like he says he he remembers finding a can of beans in the in the in the squat that he was living in it. and he says he thinks that can of beans saved his life <laughs> they're touring and often they would tour they'd get to the next town based on what the money they made at the show tonight. Yes. So he said they eventually with Scream they were turning, they ended up in Los Angeles and then like a month of shows were cancelled. Oh. And that was it. So they stuck, yeah, they yeah. were stuck in Los Angeles. But is,
1: is this, I mean, you talk about the sort of music, musician's lifestyle and whatever, and it's just, it's hard to understand. We, you and I can, we haven't done that. No. We haven't done that got stuck in a town because we didn't make enough money to get to the next no. place. But we do understand the compulsion to do it. Absolutely. Um, you and I are probably, and oh, let me speak for myself, but I, I think it's you as well. We're just wusses in that in, in terms of committing to it. We, I think we're both probably stand by our wussiness because we now have beautiful families who we can. Yeah, can my closest to. was
0: living in a squat in London with sixteen yeah. other people for, yeah, and eating yes. two and noodles and soup. Good times. Um, but the point is, yeah, this compulsion to to be this guy is. Yeah Irresistible And and so he's in LA For like I think they were there for He was there for like months And and doing odd jobs And and things When he heard about Nirvana Was looking for a drummer And and he got into Nirvana And even in Nirvana Like he talks about the shows Where suddenly They're playing shows And there's more people Outside the club Than inside the club Because they're suddenly Blowing up And then he talks about Coming off the road You know They've been touring For a year And he's still Living in someone's basement But he's got a bank account Like he can't believe but yeah. he just hasn't had time to spend the money or thought and about actually it. find a place. Um, yeah. yeah, and eventually he sort of buys a house. Okay, so now he's got somewhere to live. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so that was quite interesting. That journey of really uh, coming from absolutely nothing, just sitting and playing, you know, blowing his first paycheck on an Xbox. But or it's, again, we
1: we have the sense of, of rich people of this or that yeah. or whatever of, the, of just that that's how they are. And mm-hmm. There will be obviously some. People, there are many. Like, some yes. people are born into into <coughs> into you know resources. Let's yeah. just call it that and they can sort of from day one make a plan but but so many people
0: who are massively successful have done more than we know yeah. of this bit yeah and it's interesting that um through it all and through massive success with Nirvana like huge success and then going out of that um deciding to write his own music getting offered to play drums for Tom Petty turning it down uh, to to rather record his own album yeah. and become the Foo Fighters and the journeys that he went through with the f- Foo Fighters as well and the massive success they've had. Um, there's something very interesting about the man Dave Grohl because he is this disaffected young teenager who got into like metal and punk. He, he's interested in horror movies yeah. and um, um, like uh, like dark things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is the such nicest a in the light... World person yeah you well, can I mean, see that's, that's his nickname as you know yeah. the nicest man in rock he laughs more easily. teeth in a smile yeah he's very um, uh, very comfortable embarrassing himself yeah. Playing the fool, yeah. looking for the adventure, and it's strange. It, it it's take some a, sort of take on a drum challenge with you know, a ten year old in a different country. Some sort of testament to to him that even though he's now made a horror movie with his band because he's into you yeah, know, yeah. dark things, he is he just has such a lightness in him. Yeah, and uh, he's very very down to Maybe, earth. I wonder, as well. again, I don't know if it's
1: in the book. It doesn't really matter. But I wonder if that's how he's processed it. That he's. Again, you know, Kurt was in the same house, was in the same yeah. spot, was in the same van. And Kurt and, had and dark, Kurt couldn't handle it. Um, and Dave had darkness in him as well. And Chris Novichetik is no sort of lighthouse there, other than the height. Um you know, but it's this uh, maybe maybe he processes he, he I mean, through his creativity and he goes, Yeah, let's let's put this this horror I haven't seen Six Six Six, but like let's put this horror movie out there and let's kill everybody and maim people and this and that and the next thing. And then go and have a fat laugh outside the, the premiere, uh, you know, with my good friends yeah. who I babysit for. Exactly, you know, and he, talk, he talks about
0: becoming a dad, and it's like the biggest thing in his life. Yeah which, which and many other musicians... And, and sings on stage with yeah, him. Yeah, with and other musicians who was, who was like, oh, now I'm a dad, now I've got to try and find yeah, a yeah. way to manage being on the road, and often they're off for ages and then feel a bit bad that they haven't seen their kids. He's like, no, my, my family and my kids are my number one. Yeah. So there is something within the man, Dave Grohl... I do like Uncle that, Dave. ...that is... Uh, you know, he has a very, very strong relationship with his mother, and his mother kind of raised him and his brother. Mm. His dad was a bit out of the scene there. Um... And so there's a big thing there, but he is like a, a mama's boy. He's a family man. He's someone who doesn't take himself seriously, and you see him telling stories towards the end of the book. He, he brings on all these moments like he never thought. Yeah. How he's backstage with Paul McCartney, and they get the you know Preservation um, Brass Band from New Orleans to come in for a party, and then ACDC are there, and like all these things. But <laughs> but, but but what he doesn't tell you is, it's the Grammy night and Paul McCartney phones him and says what are you doing after the Grammys? Yeah. Because Paul knows that Dave is the guy that's going to organise something fun yeah. and is down to earth and so and, he doesn't, he doesn't say also, that. Also he is Paul McCartney's friend. He's not, exactly. he not some industry But connection. where does Paul go? Paul's going to the Grammys. Paul McCartney can do anything at the yeah. Grammys. What does he do? He phones Dave Grohl and yeah. says what are you doing? And Dave's like well we're thinking we're going to go to the restaurant nearby afterwards and have some dinner. Yeah. Okay yeah we'll come with you. Interestingly I'm going to if I can, are you done? I can it's segway. my wife's but he's. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: done. I'll segue into that because what I want to talk in, in terms of listening is about a podcast, not. not uh, Maybe we'll get to the music we'll see how we do it for time. But um, Smartless, which I listen to. Smartless. Smart. No, Smartless. Smartless. As in not smart. As in not Smartless. Smartless. Okay. Uh, so that's with Jason Bateman. So okay, I'll I segue there. And uh, oh. Rob Lowe. No. No. J- uh, flipping, what's his name? Uh, what Sean Hayes from, from uh, Will and Grace. And then. Joe from Arrested uh, Development. Yes, yes, yes. What's um, his name? Ah, black. Anyway. Uh, he's in everything. He does the voice. He does the voice. Um, Will. Will. On it. On it. Beautiful. Well done, yeah. you. So those are the three of them, and they're good mates, and they just rip each other off, and they're very yeah. different people. Um, Will is just angry with everything. Okay. Uh, Sean is, is clearly, you know, sort of, the, the sort of light, brings a bit of lightness, and Jason is Jason. Jason being a bit of a geek and a bit of a and a bit of a, you know, a levelling force, but also, to Will anyway, vastly yes. annoying. Um, but, sorry, the Dave link there, so there's the Jason link, and then the Dave link there is that uh, the, one of their more recent episodes, they, they interview um, Eddie Vedder. Oh, yes. And Eddie is talking, with him, and he's going, because they, they interviewed Dave a few weeks back, okay. Dave Roll and they, and they Eddie is like, oh, really? and his, his voice His speaking voice just, ah, hello. Um, But, uh, and he doesn't say of a lot. But anyway, so he's kind of, he's answering the question, he's going, as Dave was saying on your show a couple of weeks ago, and he's just referencing, but to your point of, Dave is, he has, yeah, he just, again, the nicest man in rock is his nickname, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people will then slag him off for, because it it just shows you up in a bad light. If you're not the nicest man, you're down the list somewhere. Um, And they, and I think they're, and I just kind of, I think a lot of people are a little bit bitter about how easy it seems for him, because he is so stupidly talented on yeah. every level. Um, but also, you know, your Eddie Vedder's and whatever who were ahead of him in the grunge thing, mm-hmm. and so on and so on and so on, are going. No, this he's yeah. You know, we 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 watch Dave. We see what Dave does as well. Um, so there's that little segue. But the episode I want to talk about is uh, on Smartless. they interview Michael Moore, oh. the, uh, the former <coughs> documentary, yes. Columbine, Bowling voting for. Oh my greatness! I want this man to be a president or something. Oh really? It is such a great interview. You must please listen to this. So it's Smartless, S M A R T L E S S. It's the it's the podcast. podcast. Um, and they've always look great. They interviewed uh, David Byrne recently, yes. and so And they just they're all. They're all stupid fanboys. It actually, as an interviewer myself, sometimes the interviewing is a bit annoying because yep. they're just fanboying and going, you know, talking. Crazy. <laughs> <that a> <laughs> Crazy. So yeah. Talking for you know twenty minutes to try and express what they f- what they're trying to say to this hero of theirs. Yes. Um, but but it's always this. Yeah, it, by the same token, that is lovely because it isn't this thing of, um, we just got this person on because they have a product to sell. Uh, but Michael Moore talking about because he's Canadian and Will is Canadian. So yeah, So talking about Canadian politics versus US politics. And, and again, not I'm not a political person at all. So but in, in a very interesting and useful way, talking about how you can change things, uh, you know, by being brave, by by using creativity. Um, the thing is, Michael just like like Dave does, has that knack of sounding very, very natural, and very, very simple, and very, very authoritative. So it just has this wonderful way of speaking of just going da 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 da. And we did, don't. and we did the you know we did the research and we blah blah, blah and it took you know it took eight months. But you what, huh? You know for the yeah. for the one scene in the in the documentary we did the eight months of this and that and the next thing yes. blah blah blah. Um, and you know in this movie that little scene at the end where we go door to door and just sort of ask people what they think about whatever we're covering in that documentary, we had to leave that till last because we didn't know <laughs> which way it would fall, hmm. you know, and then we'd have to change the whole film kind of thing, uh, and so on and so on, and he's just, but,
0: he's, but you know, Bowling for Columbine and... Uh, what was the Medicare one they did on Yes, the, I mean, I've the lost the name. But, yeah. um,
1: but again, just taking these enormous, enormous societal... Ills. Ills or issues or... You know, if uh, because he's he's big into into environmentalism, uh, you know climate change, this thing. Yeah. So he's going he, he comes down on that side as well. But just I'm I'm also I'm the the courage the man has because mm. we will literally step up as the only voice sometimes against sure. somebody like the National <coughs> Rifle <coughs> Yes NRA NRA associate whatever they call. Charles Heston. I mean, he's and he and he says actually in there he goes the NRA isn't the force they used to be. But what he doesn't say is that he's probably a large reason for that, you know, things like voting for Kanban, etc., 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 cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And just these, oh no, it's a, it's a very inspiring, very thought provoking, very, very entertaining interview. And as I say, I don't like politics. I don't like, I don't like voting because generally leaders are crap in every, <laughs> in every sphere. Um, and this kind of person, obviously he might, he might end up, he's because he's also he's helped, he's helped presidents and and presidential hopefuls with their campaigns because he's so insightful and he knows the you know he's, he knows the ground so well. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, if he did run for something, I would just really hope because he's so smart and because he you know he's so he's so responsible in terms of again, it's not basic things that you need to. Um, that you need to think about. Like, and it's just, you know, under that, put something like the environment, the whole thing. It's a basic thing. I'm not saying that we can fix this and that and the next thing, but here's a guy who will do eight months of research for a 10 minute scene. Yeah. He's going to go, you know, here are the ways we can do this, the strategies we can employ the people who should be involved. Let's let's roll this out, you know? Um, so, yeah, uh, for me, as as somebody who's a fan of, of a couple of his films, didn't know a lot about him. Um, I thought this was just eye opening, but also mm. inspiring. And I uh, don't say that <laughs> about interviews very much. Yeah. This is just a wonderful, wonderful, uh, eye opening. Nice. Uh, Smart- what you were talking about Smart-less. with yeah, what you were talking about with uh, the James Herriot. Yeah. That how the world can be potentially. Ah yes. You know what I mean. Yeah. And Michael's no he's, he's no, he's not naive in the slightest. He's, he's anti-naive. But he but he's still cheerful. He's still upbeat. He's still yeah. game, we can we can make a difference. Let's do it. Um so yeah, smartless is great in general. Um <laughs> so they have these ads. They have lots of ads on their podcast. I wish we had. anyway. Yeah. But um but they do these voiceovers and it is it's it's Will Arnett must be great with it. Will Arnett and, and Jason Batman do most of them <laughs> and they take the piss yeah. completely out, out of O'Brien, out of the their advertisers. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, you should get this mattress. It's really comfortable. <laughs> or you know, but that's a terrible example. But just proper, proper satire yeah, yeah, yeah. of the thing. But then they talk about it for five minutes. Um so, so you do you get your value. But yeah, go and check Smartless, but particularly uh, Michael Moore,
0: it's 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 a very kind of special episode there. Very nice. Now Bruce, it's not often that I lust after things Ever that been. are not related. related. I'm always lusting after the latest pedal and so and so. I'll mention that Boss have just announced they're doing an RE2 compact pedal, the Space Echo, uh, coming out soon. Um, but I am lusting after something at the moment, which I'm going to mention on the podcast and uh, with a view to actualizing my dreams. Yes. Lego, Bruce. <laughs> Didn't now, see that coming. Lego. As a young lad, I was my brother is a year apart. We used to build Lego furiously together. I remember we had I think it was the first or second spaceship that yeah. Lego did, and we had the castle, which was the first thing that Lego did as a big, whatever it was sort of set like that. Yes, I remember. I had one of those, The, the so yellow yeah. castle and the the blue and grey spaceship, and and I love loved Lego. In in my dotage now, I've seen some of these Lego creators like the the mini and the the Volkswagen. Um, uh, sort of surf combi and the, the the sop with camel and these lovely things and lusted after them but now <laughs> camel, yeah. yeah now my lust has reached a new level because lego has partnered with fender guitars <gasps> and no. you can buy a stratocaster with a princeton amplifier that you'll have to it explain it's a princeton amplifier uh, it's a small one by ten combo that's okay. um um fender made um and it's a stratocaster and, you, and it can, you can build it as the red strat or the black strat and it's got okay. really, and it's got all the valves in it and it's you can open oh, up the back man. of the amplifier yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just looks so cool so i'm putting that on my christmas list for sure and i'm it, it looks amazing and i'm yeah, hoping nice. they'll do another one with like a, a, a telecaster and a tweed amp or something like that um but i haven't um felt a jonesing for a material thing <laughs> quite like that in many a, a long year. If South you are America,
1: a, stockist, and... a stockist of such a thing in this good country of South Africa, please note, please note, like on, on a very serious note, if you review. do give us something like that, that it doesn't really matter what the, the figure is, because the point is we'll hang on about it yes. forever. If it is gear-related, Stefan will actually know what he's talking about as well, which is amazing. But you will get so much value... Yes. Um, in terms of air time and,
0: and shareable if wants li- to sponsor please, me please, a please, Lego Fender Stratocaster I will sp- speak about it ad nauseum on our, thing, yeah. on our podcast do you want to end with any sort of music Bruce? should we do that we've got time let's do it quickly okay. let's do it
1: um, are you talking about a review or are you talking about a playing, playing uh, a, tune? Play about a tune let's play a tune let's play a tune you want to play a tune? it's going to be wonky we'll tell you that now because we literally
0: haven't done anything um, any prep but okay. we're going to try. We can we can play a little something. I have a uh, you know what I have, Bruce? It is a Martin D eighteen golden <laughs> era. I was not aware of that. The guitar over here. I'm gonna move this mic a little bit back because we always get very loud. Yes.
1: Okay, what should I should I introduce? Should I tell the good people what we're gonna do? No, to I think attempt? the good people should listen to it and see right, what it's whoa, whoa, let me find the words. Hold on.
2: How uh,
1: fast I play There we go. And I'm going to, will you watch me so that I can verse and chorus you? So
2: we start start with the chorus. Here we go. Jolene, 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 Jolene I'm begging of you, please don't take my hand Jolene, 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 Jolene Please don't take him just because you Beyond compare, with flaming locks, auburn hair, fiery skin, eyes of emerald green. Your smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is soft like summer rain. But I cannot compete with you, Jolene. Jolene, 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 Jolene. I'm begging of you, please don't take my man, Jolene. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene Please don't take him just because you can He talks about you in his sleep There's nothing I can do to keep Crying when he calls your name, Jolene I had to have this talk with you My happiness depends on you Whatever you decide to do, Jolene Jolene, 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 Jolene I'm begging of you, please don't take my man Jolene, 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 Jolene Please don't take him even though you can Jolene, Jolene I'm begging of you, please don't take my neck Jolene, 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 Jolene. Please don't take him, even though you can. Dolly
1: Parton, it's not too strong. A, leg- a bit of language to say, I adore you, woman. Thank you. She's amazing, is she not? Oh, I love that lady. Right, also, sorry, musically speaking, we are sort of in the process, somewhere along the line of mixing our new Van Dyke Oxford single.
0: The Van Dyke
1: Which is called Song for Doubt, and if I may say so, it's very bloody beautiful. I like um, it. I'm also heading into the studio solo and all. For tomorrow, uh, with Ralph Martin, producer Ralph Martin, guitarist Belly Who touring person at the moment as well. So if you see a Belly Who gig, please go and support. Oh, are they touring? That's well, they, cool. are, they are. <coughs> um, and playing lovely music. Um, but yes, so that is a song called Present Tense, with a common Present Tense. Ah, um, I get very tense. In present most exactly. Of the time. See, there we go. Something I live. Which 10th. will be, and I'm very excited to say that it's it's a commissioned song. It's going to be by a choreographer. It will be for a piece. A dance piece that oh. is being worked out. Some of it has been done already. Um, so yeah, very excited to see how that works out because it's that's a whole new area for me. So hmm. Ooh, and also I finished writing the first draft of the musical this week. Also commissioned or just out of your own? Uh, commissioned. Yes. Well, it's a part of. I'm writing it with with and for the person who will act in it. Okay. Um and My goodness. good you. That's a very man. very exciting. A six Renaissance man. six original songs for the musical. So. Uh, looking forward to that very, very much as well. So keep okay, watch the space. Six unoriginal, um, Listen, listen to the space. Listen to the space. Um, but yes, thank you for
0: joining us again. It has been a lot of fun. It always if, is. Hopefully, you're getting your money's worth. Live music and reviews pointing you in the direction of things to invest your time yes. in. In the face of millions of things clamouring to demand do, your time, yeah, do go and support
1: uh, any artist you possibly can. Yeah. Um. But particularly those in your area, particularly those recommended, if 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 people have actually gone and done the hard work and and made it easier for you, um, it wasn't just us. I mean, but yeah. it's just other people do go and check them out. Particularly at the moment, please. It's I know there's a lot of coming out of COVID there's a lot of earning power that is needed as people yeah. try and recover but also as artists as you probably know it's just it will do them a lot just to see you there it do and a lot of good Dave just Grohl to see
0: please uh, the man
1: needs all the support you can give him Dave you. Grohl if you'd like, like to support us please note and Dolly oh. Dave and Dolly on the same show please note you're they're both brilliant together very, no but we well, welcome here will. I mean they're oh, very very show. welcome here in in our little studio here Indeed. Oh, there's plenty of space we'll move up and uh, please do come and join us. <laughs> but yeah, stay stay tuned. Uh, we'll Thanks. see if you, what we can organize for next week. If you like our podcast, tell people about it. Uh, the write course a review. podcast with, with course Stephen Box and Bruce Dental on the Facebook. Send us comments, post some pictures, do what you need to do.
0: Until next week,
1: bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.